Welcome to Between the Lines podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Janine. And we both work at the Winkler branch of the South Central Regional Library. In this podcast, we talk about books with our own twist. We talk about just the first half and predict where it might be going. And finish reading the book and discuss the second half. There will be snark, there will be spoilers, and depending on the book, there may be references to violence, sex, or other adult topics. So if that's not for you, stop listening now. All right, let's get into this week's book. So today we have a lovely junior fiction book for you, The Winterborn Home for Vengeance and Valor by Allie Carter. April didn't mean to start the fire. She wasn't the one who broke the vase. April didn't ask to go live in a big creepy mansion with a bunch of orphans who just don't understand that April isn't like them. After all, April's mother is coming back for her someday very soon. All April has to do is find the clues her mother left inside the massive mansion. But Winterborn House is hiding more than one secret, so April and her friends are going to have to work together to unravel the riddle of a missing heir, a creepy legend, and a mysterious key before the only home they've ever known is lost to them forever. This is book one in the Winterborn Home for Vengeance and Valor series. Book two is the Winterborn Home for Mayhem and Mystery, but I could not find any info on a possible book three that's because the author is not writing book three because she's writing a screenplay this is my favorite author and she needs to hustle up and get it done (laughs) i'm sensing a little rage there jess just a tad (laughs) you don't stop in the middle of a series to go work on random other projects and i'm talking you too brandon sanderson like you've got to finish the series Sorry, Janine, continue. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Allie Carter is best known for her young adult series, including Gallagher Gallagher Girls and Heist Society. This book is her middle grade debut. Her first original screenplay, A Castle for Christmas, was recently number one on Netflix. That's no excuse. (laughs) And Allie Carter is the pen name of Sarah Lee Fogelman. I can understand why there's a pen name. (laughs) Yes. So... Let's get into it. I know already that you like this book. Yes, I do. I read it, oh, many moons ago when it first came out, and I thought I'd remember the book. As I read, I go, no, I forgot. I remember none of this. (laughs) So it was good I read it again, because apparently I have forgotten 95% of that book. (laughs) All right. What do you think? Um... I am enjoying this book. It's interesting. It's a fast read, which I also like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like something I can get through quickly. But I literally could think of nothing to say about it. I know. I was going through and normally I do some kind of notes. I'm going, I just like this book. It's just such a good book. I I, like, I just, I was like, I have no talking points because I'm like, I don't, like stuff has happened, but there's just nothing to say about it. I don't know. I struggled. It reminds me a little bit of um, a series of unfortunate events. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. Specifically the Jim Carrey movie. Okay. Um, Orphans, Big House, Rich People, Mystery. That's basically it. Um, But yeah, no, I really like it. I will say there are times when April comes off as, like she's what, 11 or 12? Something like that, I think. Something along those lines. And... She's pointing out, like, security camera flaws and lasers in museums and whatnot to other kids in her classroom going, okay, if my child knows how to steal a painting at 12, I either did a really good job or a really bad job parenting them. <laughs> like, I also got some uh, Encanto vibes. I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. Uh, so there's the character Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. He's a member of the family, and he 
disappears. Mm. And it turns out he's, like, living in the walls of the house. Oh. The family house. Which this sort of reminded me of because the missing heir was yep. also living in the bowels of the house. Sorry, bowels, that's a bad word. The cellar. The yes. Cellar. <laughs> I will say, I find it hilarious how determined she was to catch him. Yeah. Like, Gabriel Winterborn mysteriously disappeared. Is the only one left. They're living in his house. Um, because of reasons, I guess. I don't really ever explain that yet. I don't know. Isabel just kind of basically went, yeah, I'm starting this up and we're doing it. And, you know, yeah. bring your orphans. <laughs> bring your orphans. No, I feel like she's, collect- she's collecting them. She's collecting them. Yeah. Not in I'm, a creepy way. She seems like a really nice person. But I'm wondering if there's like a rhyme or reason to why she's picking the kids she's picking. I don't know. Like, I think she's specifically looking for the smart, weird ones. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Violet, very good artist, like traumatically shy. Yes. Um, Colin, he's already a bit of a grifter and he's 11. But um, he showed up there with somebody claiming to that he was uh, Winterborn's son. Yes, yes. His mother is also a crook who showed up to the house saying that Colin was Gabriel Winterborn's son and they hauled her off to the police and kept the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know how legal that is. Yeah. But good story anyway. I, <laughs> I do like the fact that he now sits on the staircase and judges all the other women that come claiming to be, you know, fiancés or mothers or whatever. Yep. Because <laughs> that's that, just hilarious. That part I enjoyed. Like, and Tim became because of Violet. Yeah. Who's the other one? Oh, right, Sadie. Her parents were inventors for the foundation or whatever, and right. she's... She's an inventor. She sounds like a kid where you, you just strap a fire extinguisher to her back because she's going to need it. Yeah. So, so, but, like, they're, they're smart kids, but they're weird kids. Yeah. They're they're the outcasts. They are kind of a ragtag bunch, mm-hmm. which is part of the appeal, I think. Yeah. Uh, I will say I gave these books to my 13-year-old last summer... Uh, on your recommendation she really enjoyed them and she's like she saw me reading she's like oh are you reading that oh is it good do you like it how it like she's like really excited that I'm reading it and she's like well Allie Carter also she likes those uh she also has the Gallagher Girl series mm-hmm. she'd be right at that age too yeah yeah so but, 10 out of 10 would recommend okay I'll have to keep that in mind so she listened to them on Playaway and so she's like can you get me the Playaways again I want to listen to them Ooh, also um sorry I'm a huge Allie Carter nerd uh Embassy Row Okay. Really good. Okay. A little bit older, but like not to the point where I tell you not to read it because they're okay. they're good clean books for yeah. that age group. Yeah, but she's very very excited. She really enjoyed them. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a bad book. I just really have like not it's a lot to one say. Of those where ninety five percent of the time, if we have talking points, it's because the books are bad. <laughs> and yeah. it's one of those books where it's just it's just good. <laughs> like. I like the character development. Like, mm-hmm. April seems a little bit old at times, but she went through 12 foster homes in 10 years. So yeah. you grow up fast in that kind of environment. Gabriel, I'm <laughs> interested in. Mm-hmm. He seems like a character. The fact yeah. that she's so determined to catch him. Like, yeah. she she runs into him at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sees him and he doesn't didn't expect her to. But then she starts leaving out food for him, trying to catch him. <laughs> And she eventually tracks him to fireplace hidden door thing. Just breaks in merrily as you please. Goes and confronts the guy. Tells him he smells. <laughs> like, who does that as a yeah, kid? I know. She's bold. Oh, completely and totally. She's very bold. I, the one thing I will say, I feel worried for her character because she has it in her head that her mom's coming back for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't think her mom is coming back for her. That kind of 
persistence does become a tad concerning. Mm-hmm. I worry she's going to have a big disappointment. mom also left her a key with a Winterborn crest on it. Yeah. And I want to know how she's connected to the Winterborn family. Because I don't remember. Gabriel is her dad. I bet you. I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't think... I don't know. Did they ever say how old great Gabriel was? I got the impression he's no. like early 30s. I think. Like, he was a young boy when the rest of his family went mm-hmm. missing. I think, was he in his teens when he went missing, maybe? No, because they talked to, like, um, Smithers, who's awesome. Smithers. Um, I need a butler. <laughs> Sorry. Smithers <laughs> just makes me think of Simpsons. Um, Smithers talks about him going to college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... So I think he was, like, maybe mid-20s where he disappeared. He's been missing... How long do you remember? I don't remember. I want to say, like, a decade. Okay, that sounds kind of like what I had in my head. So, yeah, he would be 30s, so not that old. But old enough to have, like, a 10 or 12-year-old. It would be conceivable, but I don't know. It's just not the vibe I'm getting. Okay. Also, the sketchy uncle. Oh, I was just going to say, creepy uncle. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, it's the evil uncle. It's always the evil uncle. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. at this point, if there's a bad guy, I'm suspecting the uncle. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't think there's anybody else really lined up for it, is there? No. There's nobody Like, else. not obviously. Yeah. Which is, then makes me wonder, is it too obvious? That's the thing. Is Smithers really being nice because it's a front? Mm-hmm. What about Miss Nelson? Yeah, maybe she's the bad guy. I do feel like she's hiding something. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Then again, it does seem like everybody's hiding something. Also, I feel like these kids must be connected in some way. I don't know. I just feel like I want their to... April has to be connected somehow. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. Like, Sadie's connected because her family was inventors for the foundation or whatever. Violet and Tim, myself, and figured them out. Like, yeah, you draw good, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know, but there had to be a reason, because she went specifically to that house to pick up that... To mm-hmm. pick up Violet, right? Like Yeah, there was pre prearranged things there. Yeah. Because at one point the lady mentioned, Do I still get a check for her? Yeah. Which wow, that lady needs to be smacked. So I'm just curious as to why her I don't know. You think Violet or um Miss Nelson's constructing like the A team or something? Maybe <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> maybe. Uh, or maybe the W team. That could be. That could be. I don't no. know. But uh, I am looking forward to having all the mysteries solved. Yes. What do you think about the Sentinel? I'm not sure about that. Like, it keeps coming up, but I, I don't know. I'm like, why do they keep talking about this? Just, I don't like, care. April lit the museum on fire. She was inside the museum. But when they found her, she was on the sidewalk. Yeah. She passed out at the museum. Yes. And her last thought was that the Sentinel statue seemed to be moving closer. And... Maybe it was the Sentinel. Who knows? But then also, the Sentinel... We'll just call it the Sentinel, even though we don't know for sure it's the Sentinel. Sentinel um, showed up in their bedroom and tried to steal her key. And did steal her key? Yeah, he did steal her key. Her mm-hmm. key. So... Was that the Sentinel, or was that Gabriel Winterborn? Gabriel? Don't, I don't think admitted to it. Well, of course he didn't. Yeah, she, she would have pestered him enough into it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, There was no indication that he actually did it. He might have. But see, that's the thing. There's somebody clearly pretending to be the Sentinel. Mm -hmm. Who that is, what their purpose is, and why are you breaking into an 11-year-old girl's room? Yeah. See, in my head at the museum, it was Gabriel Winterborn who got her out. Maybe. 
but I could be totally wrong. He can go for a stroll, but he can't go for a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Maybe that was the last time he showered and then he went there and that's why he stank. Could be. (laughs) I don't know. Could be because he lives in the cellars. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I'm... I don't remember... I... I know I've read this book before, but I don't remember any of it. (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) Well, at least then we're, like, in the same boat. Yes. Same boat that has no idea where it's going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes. I will say, I mean, the book's got good pacing, good Mm. writing. No complaints on that regard. Yes. only complaint is, where is book three? (laughs) Allie Carter, if you're listening, get to work. Just kidding. (laughs) No, not kidding. Read it. (laughs) Write it, please. (laughs) There was, like, literally nothing online about book three. Like, nothing. My sister's a big fan, too, and she keeps checking. Yeah. And she's just like, refresh, refresh, refresh. (laughs) I gave her these two books for Christmas, actually. Okay. She's 25. This book is great for all ages. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's interesting for sure. And it took me, like, I don't know, maybe an hour to get through the first half mm-hmm. like it's a fast read for sure it's a fast read but it doesn't read like a like it's junior fiction but it's not it's not rainbow fairies junior fiction oh my goodness is, it's not dumbed down it's that is the worst junior fiction possible <laughs> every single book is the same exactly the same and there are like a hundred of them i don't know don't read them sorry yeah no don't. My... it's it's bad <laughs> I, I used to read them with my oldest when she was young nope never again you better hope your youngest doesn't get into them so far not but we still have some in our house so we'll see quick ban them i know ban them. i'm gonna get them out of the house she can't find them she can't read them that is true She's into other things right now, so that's good. That's good. I will not introduce them to her on my own. Probably wise. (laughs) Anyways. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say because it's just such a good book and everybody should read it. And I'm looking forward to the second half and then actually reading the second book in the series, too. I I am looking forward to the second half also because I don't like not knowing what's going to happen. It's very difficult for me to stop halfway through a book. Yeah. Because generally... By the time you get to the half point of the book, things are heating up, things are moving. Mm-hmm. You know, all the boring explaining stuff at the beginning has been done. Yeah. You're just I getting mean, momentum. Granted, the book does start with them lighting museum on fire. It's so true. It doesn't take but long still, for things to get moving. When you reach the midpoint of a book, there is a certain amount of momentum that's happening, right? And yeah. you're kind of building up to that climax of the book. Mm-hmm. And so that's the challenge with this is because it's like... I gotta, I gotta know what happens. You know, you can't just... It's not like when you just sit down and pick up a book, you can't just keep reading. Yeah, you can't just, like, yeah. oh, I'll stop when I get to a boring part. Yeah. And so that's the challenge with this concept that we came up with. <laughs> we made life but, difficult for ourselves. But also, I think it makes it interesting because it's like, oh, well, what's gonna happen? Let's talk about that. Let's, see. Well, you know... The thing. Well, what do you think's gonna happen in the second half? I don't know. I think April is somehow connected to the Winterborns, for sure. Mm-hmm. How I don't know. I feel like she, I don't know. Like she's the heir to the Winterborns. But the heir is already there. But she's the heir, the the heir of the heir. The heir of the heir. Mm. <laughs> is she the spare? <laughs> she's not the spare. <laughs> because she she's second in line. She's Prince William. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
I don't know, but I think somehow, I think, I just really have this feeling that there's something important about each of the kids and why they're at that house. Yeah, they they seem deliberate. Yeah. Especially considering Sadie and Colin have been there for what? Sadie two years, Colin one year, I think? Yeah, something like that. Not long, anyway. And in one day, they've upped the amount of kids by three? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to only be two, though. Yeah, but, but still, they double the amount of kids in one day. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Gabriel is going to be found out by the rest of the kids and possibly the adults. We'll see. Um, I have a feeling the uncle's going to make some moves because he just, like, shows up and wanders around the house, and that's just creepy. Mm-hmm. That is weird. And it seems like he's looking for something. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's going to be a hunt for something. Yeah. I just don't know what that something is. Yep. Like Related to the key. Yeah. For sure. Because you don't just give anybody a random key for, you know, the front door. Nope. Especially if you're abandoning your baby at a fire station. So. Yep. Do you think the mother will come back? I really don't. I I hope, like, my hope would be that she would, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. Which I feel like I could know. be a big letdown. <laughs> you yeah. Know. The whole realization that April's mother is not coming back, that might Maybe tip her over the edge, but. Too depressing for kids to read. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read a lot of junior fiction since I was the age to read junior fiction, so... <laughs> Don't remember any scarring Bambi incidents? Uh-uh. No, I remember watching Bambi and being very scarred by it, uh, but... I've never watched Bambi. I saw it in the theater. I think I hid under my chair. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. So, so anyways... I'm looking forward to the second half. Yep. And Me too. And the second book. <laughs> I might just read it tonight. I think there's gonna... I want to know what they're looking for mm-hmm. that's the thing i want to know what i don't remember it's driving me bonkers like even I'm so as i was happy. reading it i'm going i don't remember any of this i'm so happy that you don't remember like the sentinel you if you would ask me to describe this book the sentinel not would not been in there anywhere i have no idea i would have said gabriel winterborn's hiding in the basement she lights museum on fire and she finds him like <laughs> the end but the end they lived happily ever after <laughs> So, I don't know. So I'm looking forward to actually finding out everything I've forgotten. So, yeah. I guess we'll see with the second half. And we're back with part two of the Winterborn Home for Vengeance and Valor. So I'm going to start it off by saying I'm a little upset. Why? Uh, because now I need to read the next one. It is really good. <laughs> and... I just felt like there was some unanswered questions. Well, that's because it's a three-book series. I know, but sometimes you can read the first book and it's fine. You don't need to continue. Yeah. But I need to continue, and I'm a little bit upset about that because I don't have room for more books in my life. Um, not that this one will take me that long, but, I mean, it, it's upset in a good way. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm I'm not really mad, obviously, but, yeah. No, it's really good. It does definitely end on a cliffhanger, somewhat literally. <laughs> Yes. There's cliffs. <laughs> there are cliffs. And, like, where's her mother? I've read the second one. I know I you have. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. You have to read it. Do you remember the second one? Better now than... Now that I've read the first one, uh, the second one's coming back to me. Okay. Yeah. I still need to read it again because I only remember, like, kind of the main bits and pieces. Well, you can't because I have it at home. <laughs> I have a copy. <laughs> I have an ebook of it. And okay, my then. sister has copies because I bought them for her for Christmas. I also have the Playaway at my house too. So, hmm. nope, nobody can have to this the book. Playaway of these. Mm. My thirteen-year-old loves them. She was so excited when I finished. She was like, "So, what'd you think? Did you like it?" And I was like, "I told her. I was like, I'm mad." And she's like, "Why are you mad?" Because I have to read the second. One. She's like, 
do you have to or yes. do you want to it's non-negotiable you have to read the second <laughs> well, one and I was like okay like I think she meant have to like <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> and I was like fine I don't have to at some point we need to just do an entire series so we stop having just like <laughs> we read the first one it was great now we've got five more uh, yeah no I at one point April decides um, describes her and her friends as precocious and yeah that pretty much sums it up mm-hmm. they're a bunch of precocious little scamps yep so that's exactly right it's uh is interesting to me how they seem to all band together so quickly mm-hmm. all of a sudden once they uh all got on the same page with Gabriel Winterborn and like that's the thing he goes don't tell anybody don't tell anybody you should like yeah I brought five more kids <laughs> yeah exactly but uh but then they all like came together and they were supportive of each other and like helped each other out and well they all have their strengths and yeah honestly (laughs) there's a point where they're april's going yeah i think she like uh unconscious gabriel was her favorite gabriel so far (laughs) yeah because he didn't growl quite so much (laughs) yes there was a period of time where i was sure that the housekeeper whose name is escaping me right now yes that she was a bad guy well, you don't know that she isn't yet, because she disappeared at the end of the book. That's true. But she did send a message back, right? Yeah. So, are you trying to tell me something about book two? No, I'm not no, trying to tell you anything about no book two. No spoilers, Jess. What possibly? No I spoilers. Um, yeah, I was very suspicious, or as the kids say these days, sus, of her. <laughs> I know, I see your face, and that's how I feel actually saying that word out loud. <laughs> Uh, yep. She's very suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. I did like that they figured out what the key was for. Yes, yes. At least they answered one question. Well, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't one of those books where everything is built up and then book three you finally get answers. Yeah. Like, they kind of add in bits and pieces. And I'm not sure if we talked about this in the first half, but for the record, it was not Gabriel that broke into the girl's room to steal April's key. Right. It was Everett, the yep. evil uncle. Because, I mean, that is the one thing where I'm like, it's very predictable having an evil uncle. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad about it. <laughs> like, it works. There is a point where I'm going, how many sentinels are there running around? Yeah. The sentinel part I don't totally get. I don't know if it's, it's going to become more clear. Clarified a bit in the second one. Okay. I'm still waiting on the third one because she hasn't published it yet to actually find out. But. There isn't. Yeah, it's definitely clarified a bit more. Yeah. Okay. So. And Gabriel was not the one that saved. Yeah. Um, he didn't save April. April from the fire at the museum. So then who did? Well, probably the sentinel that was running along the cliff at the end. But who's that guy? Well, we don't know that. We have to read the second book. Is it her mother? Where's her mother? Do you think her mother's alive now? I thought you said her mother was dead. I don't know. I waffle. <laughs> Very waffly on that point. Because, like, well, I'm curious because they figured out how all of the other kids... Are related mm-hmm. to the Winterborns in some yeah. way, like or They're connected not to. Chosen by random, like even no. Tim, his father was one of the assassins. Yeah, or not assassins. Assassins implies competence. He's one of the hitmen um, <laughs> that tried to kill Gabriel. Yes. So, what is her? What is April's connection then? How does she? How does she fit? And that question was also not. There are so many unanswered questions, Jess. <laughs> Sorry, I pounded on the table <laughs> in my anger. <laughs> Just gonna have to read the next one. I know. I'm dying. It's like 50 books waiting to be read. But, like, that's the thing. There's 
it does answer some things, and it definitely adds more questions. I will say, one thing that concerned me a little bit with this book is, Sadie keeps blowing things up. Where is this children, child getting things to blow things up? I know. Like, I know you can make a bomb out of, like, sugar and toothpaste or whatever. I don't think it's toothpaste. It's sugar and something else. Oh. Um, yeah. Chemistry is fun. But, like, she's got the drone, like, the Sadie Matic 200. Mm-hmm. And she blew up the first one because that's their, their getaway mechanism of, you know, Mm-hmm. The drone gets stuck or whatever. I'm going, Yeah. where is the child getting explosives? Well, obviously from the Winterborn fortune. <laughs> yes. I did like the fact that um, the treasure that Everett was looking for mm-hmm. was not, like... Connected to the key? or It's connected to the key, but the treasure that he's looking for is not money. Mm. It is the whole Sentinel thing. And the fact that the key opens up a room to basically the Sentinel training room. Right. So... Right, right. Which does make me wonder if... Okay, so April got the key from her mother. Is her mother the sentinel? You do know. <laughs> of course I know. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> but how is her mother... Like, from what I understand, the sentinel and the whole, like... It's very much a firstborn type thing that's kept fairly close to guard a secret. Mm-hmm. Her mother's definitely not the firstborn winterborn that we know of. So if her mother gave her the key... And clearly knows that it's important. How did her mother find out about the whole Winterborn Sentinel thing? Right. Like, Unless her mother is a Winterborn, which has not been maybe confirmed like, or denied yet. But who? I don't know. Like, Everett didn't get married and have kids. And she'd be the right age? No, she'd be too old or too young to be a sibling of Everett and whatever Gabriel's father's name is. Unless she's Gabriel's sibling. Did he have a sister? Maybe she's a secret sister. <gasps> no! Um, <laughs> now you're just mocking me. I don't know. I'm I just trying <clears throat> to figure out how it connects her, because that I don't know. Like, I guess you'll she have to read to the know... second one, too. Oh, this wasn't covered in the second one. Oh. Um, she had to know that that key was important. Yeah. Like, and had to have an idea of what it led to. Otherwise, like, you're not, you're not going to give somebody the key to, like, a wardrobe cupboard. Unless it leads to Narnia. <laughs> so... Somehow she knew, and she was connected enough to know about I don't know. <laughs> Alan Carter needs to finish it. Yes. It's been way too long. I need all my no questions patience. answered. And I couldn't, yeah, there was literally no information about book three anywhere. Yeah, no. Nothing. Like, it's to the point where I'm going, oh, pick it outside your house. Do it. Like, You'd like to see that. The, when was the first book, or like, when was this book published? Well, let's take a look. I want to say it's before COVID. 2020. Yeah. You've had three years. I expect this book by now. Come on. (laughs) I know she's working on other projects, but I have no patience. (laughs) There's a reason why I will often wait until the entire series is done before I even start book one, because... Once you start, you have to... Once you pop, you can't stop. That's what it is. Like, and I I have zero patience, so... (laughs) But I will say... The characters are fairly well-developed. Like, <laughs> I do like the fact that Smithers has a t-shirt that says Butler's Bottle Best. <laughs> yes. But like, they're all... There's not really a character that's kind of two-dimensional. Yeah. Like, I think the closest would be Violet, and that's mainly because I feel like her, hers, her time to shine's coming up as opposed to, like, Sadie's very much... I'm like, oh, I'll help you tow a body up a cliff. But also, that's just her personality, I feel like. Mm-hmm. She's very quiet. Mm-hmm. So. 
So it's maybe not that she's not developed. She's just quiet. Yeah, but, like, of, of all the characters, she was involved the least. Yeah, that's true. Like, I will say, there's a point where I'm going, my, my, all these children are very, very willing to haul a dead-looking man with a sword stuck in him <laughs> up a cliff in the middle of the night. <clears throat> Relatively no questions asked. It's definitely... It's definitely ride or die kids. A book of bad choices. <laughs> Mainly Gabriel's. Yes. I mean, not uh, going to lie, some of April's I'm going, really? They were also a little suspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you're the sort of person who gets frustrated when people are making stupid decisions, you might not want to read this one. To be fair, it's a bunch of kids. It is kids. Be stupid when you're young. <laughs> but it could also be like, why isn't anyone watching these kids? Yeah, they are relatively unsupervised. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where I'm going, Izzy, <laughs> watch the children. Yeah. But I think she's quite used to just having um, Sadie and Colin. Yeah. So you're, if you have Sadie and Colin, you're provided, you're, you're prepared for uh, explosions mm-hmm. and things going missing. Not fire, cliffs, mm-hmm. dragging men out of the ocean, breaking into random people's houses. Yeah. Like, it's a different level of precociousness. And she basically, in one day, more than doubled her amount of children that she mm-hmm. was responsible for, so... I think there's that's a... a lot. little bit of not planning. Although, did they figure out why Violet was there? Oh, maybe not Violet. I can't remember. Because they figured out why Tim was there. Mm-hmm. And Tim was most definitely not random. Like, Izzy made it seem like... She pulled up to Violet's house, mm-hmm. ready to take Violet, and took Tim because he's the guard dog. Yeah. I think Izzy played smart. Yeah. She uh, took Violet because then she knew she'd have Tim. Whereas if she tried to take just Tim, there's no way in heck he'd leave Violet behind. Yeah. So I don't think Violet was her main goal. Maybe not. Unless there's some connection there that we're not aware of. That's true because from the beginning I thought that Violet was the one she wanted and Tim just was along for the ride. Yeah. But now it's the opposite. Yeah. So, I don't know. It gets curiouser and curiouser. Mm-hmm. But I am very much looking forward to the third book whenever it comes out. <laughs> and you definitely have to read the second book because... Yeah, I know. I checked it out already, like, the day after I finished this one. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, like, one thing I was a little bit disappointed by was the fact that Gabriel had to actually go, Yeah, I'm alive. Yeah. Like, I was kind of hoping they'd leave it to, like, the second book-ish, just because he could sneak around and do more stuff. Yeah. And actually, you know, figure out some more mysteries if you didn't have to also be a billionaire. Yeah. Because, I mean, I did find it hilarious when he was just signing papers in the um, library. And the yeah. kids were, like, in the balcony or whatever, just whispering. He's going, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It will be interesting to see how it all plays out. And mm-hmm. is he gone? Is it just Smithers and Gabriel taking care of the kids? That doesn't seem like a good idea. Mainly because I think all they're ever going to eat is Smithers' soup. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think those two will definitely need some help. Yeah, they are... Those kids are a handful. Mm -hmm. Like, although, Gabriel can take care of himself fairly well. I mean, he... Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, he's only been back at the mansion for, what, like, a month or two, maybe? Mm -hmm. So I do want to know more of his backstory of where he's all been. Mm -hmm. I know he sent the postcards... Um, from, like, Namibia and Australia and so on and so forth. Yep. Um, and they spelled it not dead, which is very clever. But also, like, you could just write not dead. Um. <laughs> but then anybody could see that. That's the thing. You have no privacy with a postcard. Yeah. But, you know. So he he knows how to take care of himself, get away with a fair amount. So, I don't know. You know. 
it'll be interesting. But where did he get the money for all that traveling? He's a billionaire. But didn't somebody notice that there was money being used? Thing is, if you're a billionaire, you got money stashed in a million different places. So I would assume that somewhere he either took a bunch of money and lived on cash, or there's an account nobody knew of, or he, like, I mean, let's be real, he looked like a homeless guy. He may have just kind of winged it. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're willing to live with nothing but a backpack, life is cheaper. And if you have to stay on the move yeah. anyway, and you don't have to worry about rent, you don't have to worry about utilities, like, it, it does become more affordable. I guess... Not advocating for homelessness, for the record. He, he was definitely not staying at world-class hotels. And also, they knew he wasn't dead. Like, he disappeared, but they kept looking for him. So it is conceivable that he would have taken some money and they saw a withdrawal or something and went, what hmm. the heck? So, I don't know. I would like more clarification on that, too. But. Yeah. I know. So many unanswered questions. I don't know if it makes him... I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a kid's friendly way. The fact that he had a phone number... And tell Izzy I'm sorry, tattooed on his side in, like, five different languages. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's considerate or incredibly inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. Like, on the one hand, great, gives her closure because she knows you're dead. Yeah. On the other hand, really, dude? I know. That part seems a little weird to me also. Yeah. Like, it's very Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> and is the random person who finds your body actually going to tell Izzy you're sorry? If I found somebody with a phone number tattooed on them, I'd call the phone number. Would you? Yeah. I that guess. would be a reward. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I don't think I couldn't. Because I at, at the very least, it gives them closure. Yeah. At the most, I get a reward. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, but, it's, if it's the police that find the body, do you think that they would get the reward? I don't know how it works with police and reward systems. Hmm. I don't know if that's considered, like, bribery of an officer or something. Maybe it goes to a charity. Or maybe, maybe you just keep the reward. Because, you know, you get ready to get paid for doing your job. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now I feel like I need to look that up. But that will be later. Was there anything that surprised you about the book? Mm, how many unanswered questions I still had at the end? That should not have surprised you. <laughs> Three book series with the same characters well, throughout. That doesn't always mean there's so many unanswered questions. Sometimes three book series focus on different characters in each book, so... Yeah, but this one does. Anyway, the key, to me, seemed like a bit of a letdown to where it led to. I don't know why. I was expecting yeah. something more exciting. I was expecting there to be a bit more of a challenge to figure out what the key opened. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, when it comes to... I mean, I may just be cynical. But if you tell me that a key <laughs> opens treasure, I'm going to go, hmm, yeah, unless the dust bunnies. Like, it's almost never like, ooh, piles of gold, Yay! Mm-hmm. Let's not let the government find out about this so I don't get taxed. But I was expecting there to be a bit more of a, like, hey, let's try it in multiple places. Because before the key got stolen, she didn't really try it in anything. Mm-hmm. They were looking for places that the key might be used, and they found mm-hmm. a bunch of different boxes and rooms and that kind of thing. But then they got the key back, and they're just like, oh, I noticed on the fireplace there's a crest, and it's backwards. Like, that part to me was a bit like... Yeah. I mean, granted, if you're looking for something, you're more likely to find it, but... It's yeah, kind of, you know. I was just expecting something else, I guess. I don't know what, but... Yeah. I was never expecting it to be piles of gold. <laughs> Documents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A letter from her mother? A letter from anybody? I don't know why this mother thing really bothers The mother thing bugs you, does. doesn't it? It really does. 
Okay, you need to read the second book then, because I don't want to ruin it for you. Nope. No spoilers, no spoilers. I will read it. I have two copies of it at my house right now, so <laughs> one way or another, we'll get read. Good, good. I would recommend, like, if, if you just like mystery. Yeah. It's a good book. It's a good book. Like, it's junior fiction, but honestly, just read it. It's really good. I'm always very skeptical of junior fiction because I feel like it's not going to be interesting. Like, it's going to be too simple. Um, I think, I mean, with junior fiction, I find a lot of things, it's, you can judge it by the thickness of the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's going to be Rainbow Fairies, where it's, like, five pages thick. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be disappointing. Those... But if it's full-on, like, Rick Riordan, like, Harry Potter, um, like, a proper thick book, mm-hmm. it's more likely. I would say the one exception I would have to that, it would be Gordon Corman. Mm. Uh, that's also not mystery. That's just no hilarious. Yeah, just in general though, like junior fiction to me is like, I always think, oh yeah, maybe I should read that because that looks interesting, and then I think, mm, I don't There's know. Some really good junior fiction out there. Yeah, like Gordon Corman has a series called Ma- Masterminds. Yeah, I think it's Masterminds, where it's a bunch of kids living in a like science experiment town essentially, where okay. everything's normal and everything's perfect, and like pacifism is the main thing like we don't fight we don't argue nothing ever and it turns out all the parents of these kids are scientists they're not actually their parents and all these kids are clones of famous horrible people <laughs> so you have like a kid that's a serial killer clone there's a kid that is like a bank robber um and it's an experiment to see if it's the whole nature versus nurture thing whether there's something genetically wrong or whether it is their upbringing Hmm. Well, these kids find out, and they escape, and they go across country trying to find answers and that kind of thing. And it's really interesting. That sounds interesting. And there's a point where I'm going, man, this is so good. <laughs> but, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend that yeah. one. And that one's only two books, but it is a series, so you'd have to read two books rather than three. But would recommend that one. Okay. Good it's a really, really interesting premise. So. I know. There are lots of junior fiction books that look very interesting to me. Or that my daughter has read and said, these are so good. Like, Land of Stories is a series that I've always been curious about. The illustrations in Land of Stories are so good. Yeah. That I just kind of go, mm, kind of wonder. There's also the, the Junior Easy book that's, it's like the big tree or something. Okay. But honestly, artwork on that's great. It reminds me very much of Phoebe Gilman. Okay, yeah. But I would definitely recommend this one. Yes, definitely read it. But maybe just for the sake of blood pressure and lack of frustration, wait until the third book eventually comes out. <laughs> well, it's too late now for well, me. Do what we should do. Once the third book eventually comes out, we'll do a podcast on the third book. Okay, done. Because <laughs> then we can tell everybody, yeah, the third book's finally here. <laughs> and if it never happens, it never came out. <laughs> and we're all terribly <laughs> depressed because we don't know the answers. That or so. we don't work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's also an option. So, Depending w- on how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say anything else by Allie Carter's good. The only ones I didn't really like were her two adult ones. Hmm. Yeah. Her okay. adult ones, I'm like, ah, don't care for them. But there's the High Society, which is teenage art thieves. And there is the um, Gallagher Girl series, mm-hmm. which is a spy school. Um, there's also Embassy Row, which is a bunch... Like, these uh, these series are all YA. I think Winterborn's the first junior fiction she's done. I think so, yeah. Um... But the Embassy Row, it is small country, and there's a whole bunch of embassies right beside each other. So you have, like, all of these kids from different countries going to the same school, and there's a whole big mystery, and honestly, the mystery, and that's really, really good. Hmm. Um, 
I, yeah, it's very interesting. So. Okay, you have to stop now. <laughs> yeah. I don't need... Just read everything by Ali Carter that she's ever written. need more books to read. Well, you have time. I have time. Well, you don't have to read them now. Well, oh, I have time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> but if by some miracle you ever run out of books to read, you could always pick up an Ally Carter book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. yes. But any fun facts for us? Yes. So, uh, we've mentioned this book is written by Ally Carter, not to be confused with the snooker player, Ally Carter. Snooker, not snooker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how often people get those confused, especially considering they're spelled differently. <laughs> yeah, they are. And uh, I think people who are fans of one are likely not fans of the other. Like, different Probably demographics. Probably not. Yeah. So, anyway. And then a quote from a publisher's weekly interview from Allie Carter. One of my biggest concerns was to properly represent the foster system. Most of the kids in the American foster care system aren't there because they're orphans. It's because their parents are in prison. So in this book, the kids are chosen to live in the Winterborn home for very specific reasons. They're not just a random cross-section of foster care. With April, I wanted to show that she's had both good and bad experiences within the system, even as she holds out hope that her mother will come back someday and she'll find her forever home. So. I have objections with the term forever home. Because the number of dog advertisements I've seen where it's like, looking for their forever home. <laughs> and it's usually spe- spelled F-U-R. It's just... Oh, forever. That level of cutesiness makes me gag. <laughs> Aside from that, though... <laughs> Completely random. I appreciated that she was intentional about representing foster care mm-hmm. um, properly. So... Well, that's the thing. Like, th- it's not all sunshine and butterflies. No. Like, Tim ends up stitching up Gabriel when he's got the sword wound. <laughs> Such weird things to say. Um, because he's used to stitching up either himself or mm-hmm. other foster kids in the same foster home because yep. oftentimes taking him to the hospital is just not a priority for the foster parents. Yep. But that being said, um, April also had a couple of good ones where it's like, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't demonize it, but she also doesn't it's not all sunshine and butterflies. Like, yep. It's pretty good representation. Tells it like it is. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, in closing, I'd say read this book. It's really good. I would second that. And then read everything else by Allie Carter. (laughs) So, that's what we thought of this book. But those are just our opinions, and we'd like to hear yours. So, leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us for Between the Lines, and thanks to our editor, Linda. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.